Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast, hosted by me, Tony Lieberts. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Lieberts and Instagram and TikTok at Tony underscore Liebert. For today's episode, we will be previewing the Gophers' pivotal regular season finale matchup at home Saturday afternoon on FS1 versus the Wisconsin Badgers. As of now, the Gophers are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. They opened at about a a one-point, one-and-a-half-point underdog number. The over-under is 42 points. Like I said, 2.30 p.m. kickoff on FS1 TV broadcast. This is the biggest game of the year for the Gophers. Um, Michigan and Ohio State always were uh, very unrealistic to compete in those games. And the Iowa game obviously was likely the biggest game this year. But, um, I mean... At this point, this can completely shift the outlook of the program. I, I truly believe that. Um, a lot of people, I think, would push back and say, "What's the big difference difference between five and seven and six and six? But when you're a program like Minnesota, the margins are pretty small, and going to a bowl game can mean a lot for your program when it comes to an extra month of practice." an extra month of developing your players, that extra exposure, even if it is the Frisco Bowl against Texas State. And then obviously becoming bowl eligible in this game would come along with beating Wisconsin three years in a row, beating Iowa and Wisconsin in the same season for the first time in 38 years. And it would be a really big win for P.J. Fleck. It would be a really big win for this Gophers program. So. How good is Wisconsin this year? It's a great question. They opened the year as Big Ten West preseason favorites. It is Luke Fickle's first year as head coach coming from Cincinnati. Uh, A hire that I thought was a good hire, I'll admit. I was a fan of Luke Fickle when he was at Cincinnati. Um, I think he's a a very good head coach. I still think he is a very good head coach. Um, He hires the right coordinators. He makes the right decisions. He's a a good decision maker. He's a good program builder. He's young. And I I think that this year is not uh, that descriptive of his future, I think, at Wisconsin, personally, Um, with an unbiased take. I think he's a really good football coach. But um, this year has been disappointing for Wisconsin. They are 6-5. and Like I said, preseason uh, division favorites. They opened the year with a close win versus Buffalo at home. Then they went on the road and lost to Washington State for the second straight year. They lost them at home last year. A lot of people were high on Washington State after that game. They were ranked for a couple weeks since they have been terrible. Um, That loss has not uh, grown well. Um, And then after that, Wisconsin reeled off three straight wins versus Georgia Southern at home, Purdue on the road, and Rutgers at home. Then they lost at home to Iowa. On the road, beat Illinois three straight losses to Ohio State at home, Indiana on the road, and Northwestern at home. And last week, they beat Nebraska 
24-17 in overtime to become bowl eligible for the um 21st straight year, I want to say. Yep. Uh 20, no, 22nd straight year. They went to 21 straight bowls. Um, so that's a crazy number that I believe is one of the highest in the country, but um, always weird when you look at that and you see that many bowl games in a row. Um, yeah, but after Wisconsin broke a three-game losing streak last week against Nebraska, it now travels to Dinkytown in hopes of not starting a new three-game streak versus the Gophers. Um, the Gophers' 2023 season obviously has had its fair share of ups and downs, but Kind of the same mindset I had going into the Iowa game. A win here would do so much for the program, so much for the team. And it would kind of answer all those. Everything I talked about earlier, um, any hot seat discussion, all that. It's just all that gets pushed to the side when you win games like this. These are the games that count um, that P.J. Fleck has done so well compared to recent Gophers coaches in these games. If he gets another one here, I mean, that only adds to it. So, um, obviously, bowl eligible, three straight wins versus Wisconsin, Iowa and Wisconsin the same year. You can just accomplish so much of uh, your preseason goals with this one game. So that's why I think it's really important. But when it comes to Wisconsin, still at Braylon Allen, who seems like he's been there for a while now. Um, Tanner Mordecai. SMU transfer quarterback came in a lot of high hopes, really struggled out of the gate, um, got injured, came back two weeks ago against Northwestern. Um, kind of just a normal Big Ten West quarterback. Not he's kind of been one of the more disappointing guys this season. And I think that's a big reason why Wisconsin's been disappointing. Their offense is just the same as it was in years past. They're just pretty stagnant. Um, very run heavy team that just tries to not make mistakes. Um, but when it comes to the secondary, I think that's the strength of this team. You got Ricardo Hallman, who is an NFL level cornerback, and Hunter Waller, who is a NFL level safety. One of the better duos in the conference. Um, pretty comparable to the Gophers with Tyler Newbin and Justin Wally. Excuse me. But um a name that uh Minnesota sports fans would find familiar is Riley. Uh, Malman, a Lakeville product that went to Wisconsin, but a Lakeville South product, one of the better offensive linemen in the Big Ten. Very talented guy, one of the best players on this team. And then at the wide receiver position, they got Will Pauling, who is a pretty solid wide receiver, probably the number one target for Mordecai. Um, but yeah, this is obviously uh, year one of the Luke Fickle area. Um, There's obviously a lot of, they, they were kind of the winners of the offseason. They were the Big Ten West offseason champs. Um, them and Iowa both had good offseasons. That's why they had so much hype coming into the year. But um, hiring Luke Fickle, that obviously shocked a lot of people. They fired Paul Christ. Um, Luke Fick, it shocked a lot of people. They hired Luke Fickle. A lot of people didn't think he was going to leave Cincinnati for a job of the Wisconsin caliber. But a lot of people said that was a home run. He's very well thought of amongst a lot of pundits. And he went out and hired... Uh, North Carolina offensive coordinator Phil Longo, who's been one of the best offensive coordinators in the country um, recent years with uh, Sam Howell, Drake May, 
uh, Javante Williams, uh, Nami Brown, Josh Downs, so many exciting offensive players on that North Carolina um, program in recent memory. And added SMU transfer QB Tanner Mordecai, who's been the best uh, group of five quarterback the past three-ish years. And he was slinging the ball all over uh, the field with the ponies in Dallas. So um, there was a lot of hype. Everyone's like, ooh, Wisconsin's going to be way different now. They got a pass-first OC. They got a pass-first QB. Luke Fickle at New Wisconsin. I, I think the hype was rightfully so. Um, it had a favorable schedule. And you pair three talented um aspects of a team together, I can see why people were high on Um, I, I'll admit, I thought they were going to be better than what they were. I've, I'll also admit that I uh, don't mind at all that they weren't very good this year and that they've disappointed. But, um, yeah, I thought the hype was uh, justified. But um, probably enough, the product's not much different than last year of, and really what we've seen under Paul Chris, Braylon Allen in the running game, still one of the best in the country. But uh, Wisconsin averages 22.4 points per game, which ranks 102nd in all of college football. Um, obviously better than the Gophers, but uh, it just falls in line with any Big Ten West team, just like Iowa, just like Nebraska, just like Northwestern, just like Illinois. Um, it's nothing different. It's all the same. Um, and I'll get into my prediction a little bit, but I, I think that's kind of what it came comes down to. It's nothing different than any other Big Ten West game the Gophers have played this year. Um, and yeah, Mordecai, uh, his injury in the middle of the year, I think, put a damper on him, the, them kind of implementing their new system. Um, it kind of picked up recently. Not really. Uh, that would be a stretch at all. It really hasn't picked up. But uh, yeah, Mordecai's still an experienced quarterback. A lot more starts than Ethan, obviously. Um, very talented quarterback that I really enjoyed, and I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't done better personally. But, um, yeah, I don't expect him to light the world on fire in this game because the Gophers do still have a very uh, solid secondary, and uh, Wisconsin's pass catchers, I think, are a big reason for that. But, um, yeah, when it comes to uh, this rivalry, we all know one of the uh, greatest rivalries in sports in college football. Um, and it's uh, dead even right now. Um, I believe it's, uh, I just know wins and losses are even. And then there's eight ties. It's like 64 and 64. Uh, I didn't write it down here, but um, yeah. So Wisconsin is currently on its first two-game losing streak in the series since 1993-94. Um, since the turn of the millennium, Wisconsin has obviously had a lot of success in this rivalry. But uh, P.J. Flex looking to change that, and he deserves credit for that. Um, he's had success versus Wisconsin, and that's uh, something I think that was a hope when the Gophers hired him. It's something he's accomplished. The last time Minnesota beat Wisconsin in back-to-back -back games outside of this year, obviously because they already did it, but um, Jim Wacker was the head coach for the Gophers and Barry Alvarez was the head coach for Wisconsin. The last time Minnesota beat Wisconsin three times in a row, it was John uh, Gutekunst and a combination of Dave McClain, Jim 
Stiles and Don Morton in Wisconsin. Uh, when that happened, Wisconsin was at a very low point of a college football program. We all know it it changed a lot when Barry Alvarez came in. Um, but And a lot has happened since those days. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Wisconsin's played in 21 straight bowl games. So uh, Minnesota is looking to grow their streak to three in this game. Um, I would have liked Nebraska to win last week. Both these teams being five and six heading into this game would have been pretty interesting, but nevertheless, still a massive game, I think, for both programs. And that's what makes college football college football. There's not any other sports where a last regular season game, two mediocre teams like this would mean so much for both fan bases and programs. And I I think it truly does. Uh, It feels like a big game. And that's why I love this sport. That's why I think Minnesota, why anyone should love this sport. It's, it's great. And uh, Saturday should be a big game because it is, and it means a lot for both these programs. And uh, I mentioned earlier how pivotal of a game it is for PJ Fleck. Um, He has a chance to really become one of the most successful Minnesota head coaches versus the Badgers since, Kunst, obviously, and really it's in the last like hundred hundred years, and uh, obviously there's a lot more bowl games than there used to be. But uh, with a win, PJ would become only the third coach in program history to go to three straight bowl games, and a lot of obviously the detractors are loud after another three game losing streak. And like I mentioned earlier, I just think a win here would just solve so many issues. And um, we'll talk a little bit more after the game Saturday and heading into the offseason now. Uh, you're already kind of starting to see it with a few uh, FCS players uh, entering the transfer portal because their regular season is over. Um, a few Ivy League guys. Uh, and Tyler Shook, the uh, former Oregon and now former Texas Tech QB, he entered. So the transfer portal is going to be real hot real soon. So that's obviously something you got to keep an eye on. Uh, this is a pivotal game for the direction of the program in the short term and the long term. And uh, early National Signing Day is now less than a month away. And it's a very, very pivotal class for the Gophers um, shaping up to be one of the best classes, really, in program history uh, with Coy Parrish, the heralded recruit from ESCO, um, Nathan Roy from Wisconsin, uh, Riley Sunram from uh, the Dakotas, uh, Brady uh, Pretzlaff from Michigan. A really just talented group that uh, hopefully PJ Fleck can keep together, but um, I'm a realist right now in saying if he loses this game and he loses Coy Parrish and has a bad transfer portal window, the sky will be falling. Um, The detractors will be getting a lot louder. But I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it is a possibility. Um, I'd be lying to say it wasn't. I hope it doesn't happen, but um, it's a pivotal month coming up, and it starts on Saturday. And getting a win on Saturday would go a long way in keeping that class intact and uh, having a good transfer portal window. So how do I think this game is going to play out? So since Tanner Mordecai's returned, 
a quarterback's most important position in football. So um, obviously I'm going to start there. Uh, a guy that I like talent-wise, I've mentioned a couple times now, he played well, um, relatively speaking, when you compare him to other Big Ten West QBs. He's averaging 207.5 passing yards in his two games, complete about 65% of his passes. Um, but he hasn't made mistakes. Um, he's done well running the ball. He gets about 30 to 50 rushing yards a game, too. And they like to use him in those positions. That's something to look out for in this game. Something the Gophers have really struggled the whole year against rushing quarterbacks, starting with Jeff Sims in week one. Um, something to definitely look out for. But he's not making mistakes. So that's definitely an uh, important aspect heading into this game. The Gophers need him to make mistakes. The team that makes the fewest mistakes in this game and the team that forces the other team into mistakes is how you win Big Ten West football. Um, you limit your turnovers and you win the turnover battle. It's That's how simple it is. The turnover battle is like 80% of the game in the Big Ten West. And that's just the way that, that, they, that all these teams play football. And Wisconsin is no different. And this game is no different. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but whatever game plan they had against Iowa, they should have the same exact game plan in this game. Iowa and Wisconsin have very similar offenses. On paper, Wisconsin is much more talented. Like I said, Tanner Mordecai is uh, three times a quarterback as Deacon Hill. Um, Braylon Allen is much better than Caleb Johnson, and I forget their other running back, but uh, their running back room is more talented. Their wide receiver room is more talented. But this game's at home for the Gophers, so that that, that has to add a couple points um, in this factor because it does. Home field advantage is a real thing, and um, yeah, I, I, it's just mistake-free football is how they're going to win this game. Uh, I could say that against Nebraska. I said that against uh, Northwestern. It was a little different, obviously, at the time they played them. I didn't think they would have had to do that. Um, we're learning now Northwestern, honestly, in my opinion, might be the second best team in the Big Ten West, which is crazy to think that uh, anyone would have that opinion after uh, the start of the season. But um, that's besides the point. I could have said that again in all these Big Ten West games. They had all year limit mistakes. It's going to come down to like three or four plays. Uh, we're not playing run and gun Big 12, Pac-12 football. We're throwing it all over the field. And uh, you're just possession after possession. There's not many possessions in this game. Um, that's just the style of football that makes the margins smaller, um, that limit your uh, margin for error. And it means you just have to be more perfect. The team that's the closest to perfect is going to win. Um, and that's just the style of football. Uh like I mentioned earlier, last week's win over Nebraska, I think, to become bowl eligible, it takes a little less pressure off Luke Fickle. If he ended that streak year one and they went five and seven, lost to the Gophers, um, would have been absolutely tremendous to see as a Minnesota fan. But uh, it definitely would have put a lot of pressure on Luke Fickle. That would have been a failure of a year one. Um, and while I, I think they alleviated a lot of that pressure. They still have their fair share of issues. And they are a very beatable football team. They lost to Indiana. 
Boston Northwestern uh, by more points than the Gophers, and they did that at home. Um, they had a tighter game against Ohio State. Uh, that Washington State game, they didn't look real good. They're a lot different of a team now. Um, and I, I just I wouldn't really say that they're hitting their stride. They're kind of the same team they've been all year. Um, I think they'll be a lot better next year uh, with another portal class and another recruiting class, more of Luke Fickle's guys. Um, but I, I think this is definitely my Minnesota optimist thinking. But um, there is a chance P.J. Fleck just saw last week's game as an opportunity to get healthy and prepare for this week. Um, he could have seen it as he'd be like, okay, um, we're just going to put up a stinker. And he he could have a plan. He could be like, I know everyone's going to hate me after this game. It was garbage, blah, blah, blah. And I'm still going to criticize him for that game because that was just – you're preparing whatever. That was just not good football, not good uh, program running. Um, well, let's say he did that. And he's like, I know how important this game is against Wisconsin, and he just started his prep for Wisconsin. Um, That would answer a lot of the questions from that Ohio State game, but maybe that happened. So maybe maybe he's been – obviously you prepare for uh, some opponents all year, um, especially your rival, but um, let's say he does that. And I, I think Wisconsin's beatable. Um, Certainly wouldn't surprise me if they win this game. I think it's about as close to a toss-up as you can get. Um, the line makes sense to me. The two and a half point underdogs. Uh, Gophers are reeling three straight losses. Wisconsin just picked up a win. Um, they're always a little overinflated on the line. Again, maybe it's off by a point or two, but I don't think it's that far off. I'm going to be optimistic and say the Gophers win. Um, they're going to win 24 20. All Bunyan's axe will remain in. Dinky Town. It'll remain in the University of Minnesota's football uh program. And the rebuild will start there. Uh countdown from twenty to to the bowl game will start right there. The first go bowl, Texas State isn't gonna see what's coming. And uh it's building blocks. All, all PJ Fleck can do is win the game that's in front of him, and everything will be solved. It's a lot easier for me to talk after a win. It's a lot easier for him to talk after a win. Just win, baby. It, it's it's a simple thing. You just win this game, and then you go from there. It's going to be a busy week. I'm going to uh, have a lot of podcasts. I think there's going to be a lot of news. Uh, Coaching staff movement, I think, will happen, personally. Um, I think it would be a little ridiculous if not at least one position coach changed after this year. But um, I think it's going to be a busy offseason. So um, I will have you covered on here. Uh, it was great run in the regular season here. Uh, I will recap the game, obviously, next week. but And then uh, hopefully we have some postseason football to talk about in the bowl game. But I appreciate you all for listening, and as always, row the boat, Skyuma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.